Welcome to Dear Dio, your resource for honest advice and real authenticity for your journey from life as a pre-med to residency. I'm your host, Michael Garrison. I'm a fourth-year osteopathic medical student, and today we are going to be discussing the National Resident Matching Program, or the NRMP Match Day. So this day is actually happening tomorrow by the time that this episode airs. Super exciting. Um, I luckily will find out where I'm going to be spending the next four years of my neurology training as a neurology resident. So we are anxious, but we're happy. Things could have gone a different way. Very thankful that I matched on Monday. But for today, we are going to dive into what match day is, how I feel about it, Um, but that's besides the point, the history behind it. What is SOAP? What is the scramble? How does match day work? All of the things. So starting out with match day. For many medical students, this is one of the most important days of their lives so far. The NRMP match day is the day when medical students find out where they will be doing their residency training. So after you are a medical student, for four years. Yes, of course, school never ends. You have to keep going. And so you get to become a resident. As a resident, you are a physician, but you are more of a physician who is training in a specialty. So whatever that specialty might be. And you do get paid, unlike medical school. So residents get paid between fifty dollars and $70,000 per year. We could go into a whole other topic about that as most residents work between 60 and 80 hours every week. I digress. In the fall of their final year of medical school, students apply for residency programs in their desired specialty. They submit their applications through an electronic residency application service, better known as ERAS, E-R-A-S. This is a centralized system used by most residency programs in the United States. So what goes on the ERAS application? The ARIS application is all of your meaningful experiences, who you are, all of your certifications, what your grades were, if you have grades, your test scores, your personal statement, your CV, what clubs were you in. Everything that you have done in medical school goes on your ARIS application as well as things before medical school. So what kinds of jobs have you had in the past? Was there something very significant that you did in undergrad that you want to include on the ARIS application? A lot of people include things like that on it, and I think that it's a good idea. Once applications are submitted, this happens in late September, the interviews typically start taking place in the late fall, early winter, and then when the programs rank the candidates... They rank them in the order of preference. So highest ranked is most liked. Same things for students. So students rank what programs they prefer in order of their preference. At the end of February, rank lists are submitted by students, but most programs actually submit their rank lists well before the state, some of them as early as early January. As soon as the next day after students submit their rank lists, The NRMP uses a renowned computer algorithm to match the preferences of the programs with the preferences of the students. 
It's a very complicated algorithm, but the basic idea is that it tries to give each student their highest ranked program that has also ranked them highly. A fun fact that I found on the internet is that the algorithm was actually made in 1962 by David Gale and Lloyd Shapley, who published the algorithm in order to solve the stable marriage problem, whatever that means. But the NRMP has very highly skilled computers, obviously, because today the algorithm only takes about 17 seconds to run. This means that within one or two days after rank lists are due for students, the algorithm is already run. It only took 17 seconds. The results are in, but the results are actually kept secret until match day about two and a half weeks later, which is usually on the third Friday of March. So why do they keep the results a secret for two and a half weeks? Well, the long and short of it is to make sure that candidates who have matched actually meet the requirements to fill the position that they matched into. For example, if a student is a non-US IMG and they match into a program, but they don't have their proper visa requirements, this gap allows programs to fill that position with a student who has a proper visa or is a US citizen. Or if a student isn't gonna graduate, this gives the residency program time to replace that student with a student who will graduate. And at the end of the day, the programs want to fill all their positions just as much as all students want to match. So this gap allows optimization of spots to candidates. So what happens on match day? I like to think of match day as match week. Leading up to match day on the Monday of match week, students across the country at 10 a.m. Eastern will find out whether or not they match via email. That will basically say either congratulations you matched or sorry you did not match, you will have to participate in the SOAP. While many students receive their desired match on match day, some may not match at all or may partially match. If a student partially matches, this means that they most likely applied to an advanced program and they most likely matched into the PGY2 year, but not the preliminary year. Because of the way that the algorithm runs, if someone applies to an advanced program, the algorithm runs through the PGY2 application first. If you happen to get an advanced program on your rank list, the algorithm then goes to your supplemental rank order list which then you rank all of the preliminary programs that you would like to train at for your PGY-1 year. So it's possible to match into your PGY-2 advanced program, but not the preliminary PGY-1 year, but it's not possible to only match into a preliminary year. I hope that that makes sense. Okay, so in these cases, the NRMP offers a supplemental offer and acceptances program, also known as the SOAP, to fill any unfilled residency position, whether that's unmatched or partially matched. On Monday, after the initial match email, the NRMP releases a list of programs with open seats for the students who did not match or who partially matched. Students are given 45 tokens, which they can use to apply to programs with unfilled positions. So they need to be spending that time Monday morning after that email to look through all of the programs, figure out which programs they qualify for, what programs do they want to apply for, because you only get 45 tokens and you need to use them wisely. 
So keep in mind that students who participate in the SOAP can apply to any residency program that's open, meaning that they are most likely applying to specialties that maybe they didn't originally apply for. So for example, this year, 2023, there were over 500 unfilled positions for both surgery and internal medicine, respectively, along with a slew of unfilled positions for family medicine. However, there were minimal unfilled positions for more specialized specialties, such as neurology, anesthesia, radiology, OBGYN, ENT, and neurosurgery. There were no unfilled positions for super specialized specialties, such as dermatology and plastic surgery. This means that someone will have the highest likelihood of matching into either internal medicine, general surgery, family medicine, pediatrics, or emergency medicine, those specialties that have the most unfilled positions. So these students have the rest of the day on Monday to figure out what programs they want to apply for, gather additional letters of recommendation, alter their personal statement, and add anything to their CV that might be pertinent and they left out of their original application. Programs with unfilled positions can then begin to review the applications of unmatched students. If a program is interested in a candidate, they can then extend an interview invitation, which is usually conducted via phone or Zoom. So you can imagine that it's extremely important for these applicants to have their laptops, phones, and emails ready all day during the SOAP process, keeping in mind that some programs are in different time zones from them, so they have a long day ahead. Now, the SOAP does not guarantee placement into residency programs. Not all students who went unmatched will be successful in obtaining a position through SOAP, but it does provide an extra shot at acceptance into a residency program. So how does the SOAP work? So I already talked about how you get 45 tokens, use them wisely, but logistic-wise, we're going to talk about what happens on each day of SOAP. So Monday... That's the day that unfortunately you got the bad news that maybe you didn't match. I would take a moment, collect yourself, and then start digging into that list that the NRMP just released. This is the moment where you decide who you're going to use your tokens on and you submit your new applications, preferably by midnight. Remember, these programs, it's kind of first come, first serve. So on Tuesday, you will receive... A bunch of interview invitations, hopefully. This is the day when programs will reach out to you, try to figure out how interested you are. They'll offer you an interview. Most of those interviews are going to happen on Wednesday. On Wednesday, it's really important to interview at places that you're actually interested in going to and make it apparent that you are interested in going to their program. And then on Thursday, this is where the rounds one, two, and three really come into play. So On round one, an unmatched applicant will release who they would like to match with. If it's not a mutual match, they will move on to round two. And hopefully on round two, they will have a successful mutual match. If not, round three. And then if not after round three, then we move on to the scramble. The chances of somebody matching in rounds two and three are substantially lower than round one. So at the ends of rounds one, two, and three... If someone has still not gotten an offer from a residency program, the shot at residency is not over. So if someone does not match through the supplemental offer and acceptances program, 
by Thursday night, there are still inevitably unfilled positions for residency. Somehow, some way, I don't know, but there are still seats. This is what is called the scramble. So the NRMP at the end of Thursday will release the data of the unfilled seats to the unmatched applicants. And at this point, it's kind of a free-for-all to find a residency spot before Friday. The common misconception that a lot of medical students have is that the SOAP is the same as the scramble, when that's actually not the case. The SOAP is a completely different entity from the scramble. The SOAP is a very regimented and orderly way of assigning these residency positions to applicants, whereas the scramble is exactly what it sounds like. It is a scramble to find a residency position before all hope is lost, basically. So let's say someone actually opened their email on Monday and it said, congratulations, you matched. As I said before, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are spent on the SOAP process. So for the students who matched, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are spent wondering where the heck you matched. It's spent having maybe some relief that you did match, you don't have to go through the SOAP process, but also the added anxiety of, okay, how far down my rank list did I go? Where am I gonna live? Especially for people who applied across the entire United States, Friday is a big day to find out what state you're going to be living in. What's your new town? Who are your co-residents? What kind of people are you going to be spending the rest of your, your training with? Who knows? You could end up doing a fellowship at that residency program. You could end up working for them for a really long time. So this is all just really a big pivotal moment for every medical student once they get to this point. On match day itself, which is Friday, students gather with their classmates or their faculty, maybe their family members, to find out where they'll be doing the residency training. And the results are announced simultaneously across the country at noon Eastern time. This day is very exciting for most students, especially who students who successfully matched on Monday and matched into one of their top choices. So according to the NRMP and the AMA, about three quarters of U.S. seniors, including DO and MD, end up in one of their top three choices. And obviously, there are discretions between the specialties, but odds are in our favor, guys, that we should end up in one of our top three choices. And I personally have my fingers crossed for this, um, so I don't want to jinx myself or anything like that. But um, just under half of U.S. seniors typically land in their number one choice. So just keeping that in mind, this day is such a huge moment. It's the end of a lot of years, <laughs> a lot of years of hard work and dedication, hundreds of thousands of Anki cards, so many online meted modules, third year, I can't even count, divine intervention podcasts, boards and beyond, sketchy, just everything you can just even think about all coming to this one moment. It's a moment they'll never forget. I'm sure I'll never forget it. There's definitely a lot of stress leading up to this day, and I'm hoping that after this day, I will feel a lot less stressed. So stay tuned for that. But some schools actually have their students come back to their campus and open their envelopes containing their match results in front of their entire class which seems super stressful. I don't think I would like this very much, and I'm sure that either the students know where they're going to match once before they go on stage and before they open it, 
but maybe they don't. And I think if they don't, then a lot of students will probably be surprised when they get on stage. And I don't love surprises. So it's a no for me for that. But I do know for my school, we have a match party that's actually an entire week after match that allows the students to kind of digest the information that they've gotten over the past week, let that news sink in a bit before celebrating with the rest of our class. So I really like that structure. I obviously haven't lived through it yet, but I like the idea of it. So if anything changes, if I end up not liking this structure, I'll, I'll let you guys know. But after match day, which I'm looking forward to, students and programs begin to make arrangements for the start of training, which usually begins late June, early July, and most programs actually begin on July 1st. So if match day is at the end of March and we don't have to start residency until July 1st, this gives the students three to four months to move to their cities, find housing, etc. I know that there are Google Drives for every kind of specialty every year for match. So for example, I'm obviously matching neurology. There's a neurology match 2023 Google Drive that is accessible through Reddit and Discord. And this has been a resource throughout the entire interview season to ask questions anonymously, compare my stats with other students. And at the very end of the Google Drive, there's actually a place to be able to put your name next to the program that you matched at. And that's going to be really handy to see right away who your new co-residents are going to be. And I think that's the part that I'm most excited about. Uh, just meeting meeting new people. At this point where this podcast is uploaded, match day is tomorrow. So tension is high, anxiety is super high, but I'm very excited for where my email will tell me I'm living tomorrow. I have plans to go to the beach on Friday if weather is permitting, hang out with my mom, chill out, get some sushi, take a couple of pictures, and start looking for for housing, really. Um, I'm really excited about moving away from the apartment that I'm currently in because I don't love it, but that's besides the point. So for me, I am really just going to have a very chill day. I'm trying not to put too much pressure on the day, especially just because I feel like as fourth-year medical students, we have so much leading up to this day And I'm one of those people that's just very much easily let down by big days. Um, Like every year, I'm just disappointed by my birthday, but that's besides the point. So I think that there's just so much pressure around having this huge party and having all of your friends around and celebrating and having a cake made in advance and all all of this stuff having a professional photographer and having the balloons made and everything. And for me, I think that match day is stressful enough on its own. Like on its own, it is probably going to be one of the biggest days of my life so far. And to add in all of this added stress of, okay, I have to plan this and I have to plan that. Nobody in my family is in medicine. As much as I try to explain how important this day is, my family can understand to a certain extent, but they've never been through it. I just don't want to have a huge day planned and then not get where I wanted. 
And I think that that's probably something that a lot of people feel and maybe they do the party anyway. I'm somebody who cannot hide her emotions very well. If I'm feeling very, very overwhelmed, it's fairly obvious and I'm not sure that I would want to be around a lot of people. And so I'm opting for a chill vibe. But that being said, you do you. If you want to have a huge party, like you match. That is a fantastic accomplishment. You should have a party. I should have a party. But that's not my personality. It just isn't. So I think you do you. If you want to have the biggest party you've ever thrown in your entire life, honestly, this is the time to do it because this is the most impressive thing, I think, that we've done in our lives so far. Unless you've had a child, obviously, that that's also very exciting. So be proud of yourself. But if anybody has any questions about the match process, neurology match, anything really, ask me those questions. I will find the answers if I don't know them myself. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. And thank you for joining me on this journey. Feel free to reach out to me and let me know what you want to hear next. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at dear.do.pod. You can check out the official website, deardeopod.com, for blog posts, guides, and you can anonymously submit your questions about all things medical school. Support the continuation of this podcast by leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts, original music by Cologne, recording and production by yours truly, and I hope to see you here next time.